Yeah. Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, back with another episode with y'all. Before I get started, I really, really, really want to thank everybody out there for the support. It means a lot to me, and I just don't want you to ever think that I take it for granted, because I don't. Um, it really makes my day when I hear about the comments and the questions that people have for me, the concern that they show for me. Uh, I really appreciate that. It, it makes me get, it, it helps me get through the day. Um, but let me get into this episode, what I want to talk about, what I want to share with y'all. I was involved in a conversation with a friend of mine. I call him a friend, and um, I think he sees me the same way. Um, we were talking about um, how we constantly get dehumanized around here, not just in this facility, but this in prison in general, right? And during the course of the conversation, he started to give me examples of how he thought we were being dehumanized and what really struck me was how he added another component another layer to this that really uh opened my eyes and he he called it like the pleasantries right of the dehumanization the pleasantries and dehumanization right and let me explain what he means by that he was um telling me about a he was coming down the sidewalk um and an officer stopped him to pat him down for the 15th time, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we get patted down every few feet that we go here, you know, for whatever reason, I, I don't know. But he was talking about how the officer, male or female, they would all say, sir, how you doing today, sir? They, you having a nice day, this isn't that? You know, real nice about it, but at the same time, it's like, turn around, spread your arms up, you know, and then they're going to run their hands all over your body. And let, let me explain something to you as well as far as being pat down or shook down. I don't know if any of you have ever been patted down by someone that does not know you. And a pat down is basically somebody taking their hands and running it across your body uh, to make sure that you don't have anything hidden under your clothes. You know what I mean? And they say that this allows for the institution to be safer because they can... By doing that, they can find contraband, knives, whatever that you might be trying to hide on you and stop something from happening by doing that. To a certain extent, I understand that, but it, it, it becomes troubling uh, when it's done over and over again. It's like an eerie feeling that you almost get used to uh, in here when you're incarcerated. Somebody else that you don't know, you don't have a relationship with, um, a stranger um, touching your body. Uh, and, and, and let me go a little bit further uh, in the examples of what he meant and what I mean by dehumanizing. I don't know if any of you have ever been strip searched. And when you get strip searched, you know, they take, uh, you know, you got to remove all of your clothing, spread your cheeks. And when I say cheeks, I mean butt cheeks and bend over and allow again a stranger to look inside of your rectum and i'm being graphic with that because i want you to understand how this feels think about that somebody that tells you to strip search stranger take all of your clothes off every stitch socks and all tell you to bend over spread your cheeks so they can look and make sure that you don't have any foreign objects in your rectum they say this is done in the name of security and because they say, sir, are you having a nice day? Sir, 
Uh, I'm only doing this for your protection, sir. Um, thank you for cooperating. That is supposed to make me feel good or more accepting about the dehumanization that is taking place. And I'll tell you that over the years, I still am not used to that. I'm still am, am not used to somebody telling me to remove my clothing uh, after I leave visit. I'm still not used to somebody telling me to remove my clothing because they suspect me of having some type of contraband on me. It's not something that you get used to. And it changes the way you process and see things. And because of that, um, I noticed after I had this conversation with my friend Udon that um, I was coming down the sidewalk and somebody touched me and I jumped. And it made me, because of the conversation that I had with Ulan, it made me more aware of how I have become so um, paranoid, anxiety-filled with just having another human being touch me. It's not because I'm in prison. It's just the fact that I have no control over who touches me in here. Now, as far as people in blue like me, yeah, of course I do. But people in gray... I can't refuse that. If I refuse it, I get locked up. That persistent and consistent dehumanizing has changed the way I see the world. It makes me more afraid of human contact. I'm not sure what this is about. It makes me not want to be uh, touched. And the fact that they use what we call those pleasantries, those kind words, uh, that doesn't make it feel any better. We have become that category of those or them. And when you allow something like that to take place, take root, take hold, and these people over there, those people over there are deserving of this treatment because we have decided that this is what's best overall. That is dangerous. And let me tell you why. One day, you know, when you think about this, you're going to look up and you're going to start to realize that those are them people over there. It could be you. Those poor people. Those marginalized people. Those people that are on the outskirts of what society deems to be acceptable. Right? What, what group are you going to find yourself in to where you are part of that, those and them that your person, your body can be violated all in the name of security. I get that we are in a prison. We are in a violent place. I get that. But it amazes me that as smart as people are in the world, that we haven't got to a point to where we can figure out a way to maintain safety and security for everybody without making people feel like they are less than. It's almost as if it's like you deserve it. They want you to believe that you deserve this. So you'll continue to cooperate with it. And it breaks my heart. But on some level, if I'm going to be honest, I have been convinced that I deserve to be treated this way. And I rebel against it in my own way 
but I go with it. Go figure. You know what I mean? Go figure. Just wanted to drop that on you. I don't want to get too heavy. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know how I get sometimes. If you've been listening to my show, you know how I get sometimes. I get up on that soapbox and I won't stop. But I'm going to stop right there with this one. And I really want to say again that I appreciate all the support. And I hope to um, influence somebody in a way that they would think about some of the things that I talk about. Not to uh, become negative or angry with it, but to think about what getting involved in this lifestyle can cost you. You know what I mean? Those things that you hold dear. Or those things that you haven't really thought about, like your freedom. Do you really think about what that means? Because my goal, like I said before, with this podcast, is to make sure that you understand the truth about this lifestyle so that you will not get involved in this lifestyle. Okay? With that, I'm going to close this episode. This has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe, the crime critic. Peace, y'all.